Welcome to The Future is Female Powerlifting, a show where women of all strengths can explore the world of female powerlifting. I am your host, Heidi Donnell, a 60-kilo powerlifting gym owner, and each episode we bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you unlock your true inner strength potential. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha, my beautiful friends, and we are back. I know I took a little bit of a pause here. Um, I actually got the Rona amongst all the other things, Um, and I've been wanting to put this episode out for a little while now. Me and Dr. Vanessa Gale have a killer episode, and it's short and sweet and packed with so much great information. Um... You know, when I edited this, I I had to go back and I was like, man, they are just some gems. Vanessa is um, not only an amazing powerlifting coach, but I think I I can call her this, but I think she's kind of like a life coach for me. Um, And, you know, I don't think many of you know, but Vanessa also does... um, I, you know, I can't really classify her as a one thing, but it would be something along the lines of maybe a personal development coach. Um, and for the last couple months now, I've been working with her in her program called the Holistic Alignment Strategy. And really, it's for people who have got a lot going on, specifically women who've got a lot going on, like uh, me, who like to do a lot and maybe are juggling several different hats and careers and maybe want to get that done a little better. The amazing thing is that Vanessa's program really kind of looks at maybe some of the things that you've had, traumatic experiences you've had in the past, even if you don't have necessarily a traumatic experience, um, how you are healing through those and um, how are you right now? Like I felt stressed. I felt, um, like I couldn't sleep. I felt like I was always thinking about, um, different things that I'm trying to do with the business, with the family. Um, and I think everybody in our group is slightly different as far as the things that they are going through, but the program is fantastic. Anyways, if this sounds like it, it is you, if you sound like me and you feel like, hey, maybe I want to try to be about amongst a bunch of women who are an amazing supportive group with a uh, coach who knows her shit, and let me tell you, um, and will help uh, coach you into the right direction and guide you, go check it out. Dr. Vanessa Gale. Um, holistic alignment strategy. You'll find her information in our show notes as well. Uh, But if you just Google her name, Dr. Vanessa Gill, you'll see her page come up um, about the holistic alignment strategy and see if that's for you. I 100% um, love the program. I have, man, I have really thought about things um, that have happened in my past and how they've affected me now. And I've really healed through a lot of that. So, um, The amazing thing is that she is a wealth of knowledge. So today, as we talk about mental health, on episode 60, we are going to be talking on what is powerlifting for you, the benefits of strength training and powerlifting specifically, as well as the um, maybe warning signs that powerlifting is not doing you a, a benefit right now, or your outlook towards powerlifting may not be aligned correctly. 
And I wanted to give a big shout out to my ladies out there, all of you that are leaving uh, reviews for our episodes on Apple. Thank you. And thank you for reaching out to me on Instagram when you do. I want to give a, a shout out to these two ladies, Aim Fit, which I'm pretty sure is Amy. Um, honest and real. She said, I love listening to Heidi and all of her guests. I feel like I'm listening to a friend. This podcast is for powerlifters, but all gym goers can appreciate it and learn something. Amy, thank you so much. And then uh, L-Y-O, Leo, maybe Leo. Hmm. First time I turned it on, I binged, listened, and every episode opened my eyes to being strong. I have listened to a few episodes now and more than once take notes. It's literally changed my life in a positive way. Thank you, Heidi, for doing this podcast. And I am so grateful for you to say that. I love it. And, um, you know, this is why I do it. And I, I continue to do this because I love the sport. I love connecting with you women out there who are trying to be strong, who are trying to incorporate powerlifting in your life. And if that's something you're still looking to do, um, I offer some online training. We do uh, strength and nutrition training right now. And this is something that my husband and I have opened up recently because of everything going on right now. Um, we've always had sort of powerlifting online training, but for us, um, we wanted to take it up a notch. So we are opening doors to our nutrition and um, powerlifting training as well as just strength training. So like right now I have, I'm working with Brooke. What up, Brooke, if you're listening? And we're going through a little bit of a muscle building phase before we get into her powerlifting phase. Um, and so everybody's going to be a little different and it kind of depends on what your goals are, what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are. And we take a look at that and um, we... Create a plan that is for you, um, that has your your progression as an athlete in uh, in mind. And um, right now, if you are interested in our strength training, you get 10 days free, no risk. You can just try it out for 10 days. And if you sign up, you get your first month free. You hear me? You sign up for at least three months and you get your first month free. This is how I know you're going to love it. All right. So if you're interested, go visit core256.com and click on online training and let's set up a call. You, If you're interested, let's talk about it. And now let's get into it with Dr. Vanessa Gale. So um, me and Vanessa are here today because we have been talking about the mental health aspect of powerlifting and I think that she and I have both noticed over the years that not only do we see people who use powerlifting during a time in their life that might be difficult, or maybe we see some patterns that are involved with mental health in, in the sport, but we ourselves have probably used it from time to time and maybe in a way that was not so beneficial or maybe it was beneficial for me in that time and then needed to change and needed to grow and needed to adapt um, and understand why I'm really in the sport. So today we're going to talk about some of the wonderful advantages and benefits of not only strength training, but powerlifting. And what are some of the warning signs uh, that maybe it's not heading in the right direction or maybe we need to course correct and think about why we are lifting again. So thank you for joining us, Miss Dr. Vanessa. I like saying Dr. Vanessa. Do people <laughs> call you. you, do people call you Dr. <laughs> thank Vanessa? Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Um, so we all know the benefits of lifting weights and let's talk about a little bit more of that. So what would you say are some of the major benefits of just strength training and lifting weights? 
Yeah, definitely. So especially powerlifting, it's to increase strength. You know, that's our number one goal. Um, Metabolism, raising our metabolism, increasing our bone density, increasing our muscle mass, flexibility, decreasing body fat, and even even through powerlifting, but more cardiovascular exercise, changing and lowering our resting heart rate as well. Right, right. So those are just some of the physical benefits that we get right off the bat from lifting weights and working out. So what are what would you say some of the major mental or, you know, mental health would be uh, for lifting weights? Yeah. So with all of those physical benefits that come, our mental health can improve just from those alone, from due to positive body image and more confidence right. because we're feeling healthier. You know, we have this perception that our bodies are looking better. We're feeling better about ourselves, better function, all of that. But the reason why is even more important. And that is like, you know, like increasing our movement and our heart rate, that's going to increase circulation in our bodies and brains. Yep. It's going to bring more blood to the body and the brain. That's going to flush toxins out of our body. It's going to get our cerebral spinal fluid pumping, which is going to then lower brain fog, as well as increasing our cognitive ability and decreasing depression. So they say, you know, a lot of uh, research articles these days are really talking about exercise being a the best antidepressant and a yeah. really great tool if you are suffering with depression because one, it's free, (laughs) you know, mostly, you know, unless you have, you know, have to pay for your gym membership, but it's, you could go outside, you know, and exercise, but it's free and it's literally changing the brain when you exercise and move your body. Yeah. So the brain is obviously like the organ that functions everything in our entire body. It, you know, controls all of our autonomic and and, and involuntary and voluntary, uh, actions. So in general, but specifically lifting, it builds neuroplasticity. And what is that? So neuro means the nervous system. It's our nerves, it's our, our, our body that the part of our body that like controls everything the muscles, organs, tissues. Um, and then plasticity means the ability to change or adapt. So when our neuroplasticity increases, we increase those synapses. We literally are building our brain matter through movement, more synapses, more blood vessels, more yeah. connection, more connection for the nerves, but also more connection in our mind body yeah. too and, and how we function. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's probably the one thing that people, you know, like when you're lifting, you don't think about those things. Those are all the things that are physically happening inside our nervous system that we're just thinking about muscles and stronger and feel good. But really those are some of the nitty gritty of what is happening and how it can help us. Now let's talk a little bit about the emotional benefits of lifting and why that might be, um, why that is so important for us. Yeah. So with the mental, emotional benefits of lifting, there's obviously like this sense of satisfaction with life, you know, and achieving a goal. Um, that's really like the intrinsic motivation that we have. And then there's also the extrinsic motivators, like the community that we share and the people and the feedback that we get from Mm -hmm. interacting with our friends at the gym, our friends at competitions. Um, yeah. So then there's those intrinsic and extrinsic factors for motivation. There's also stress relief. 
Um, and we'll talk more about that later in the episode as well. But another huge benefit is mindfulness. And what is mindfulness in the realm of powerlifting or in the realm of mindfulness in general, it's about paying attention to the present moment. Yeah. And we choose as powerlifters, we have to be mindful because it's our sport and you have to be in the moment. And if the bar is on our back, you could be crushed underneath it if you're not paying attention that's to right. your present moment. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that as you get more experience, you realize that that is super important. Like, let's not talk. Let's not dick around. You shouldn't be talking and, you know, and, and laughing in between your actual sets and reps. That, I mean, actual reps, because it's very important to be present in that moment if you want to achieve that lift. Yeah. And the more you're like really in your training session, like even the whole session, like it's good to, I don't like want to say, don't use your phone, but because like there, there are benefits to using your phone. Like maybe you're tracking something on your phone or like logging your stuff. But like, if you get, let yourself get too distracted, you really do miss that amount of attention that you're paying during each set. Yeah. You know, if you get sidetracked or like, you know, your rest periods go too long because you got sucked in yeah. to the screen. Yeah. that's <laughs> And, you know, it's funny because I record a lot of my videos and, you know, I try to, I know it's one of those days when I'm there, I am on Instagram or maybe I've gone live on Instagram and I'm way too distracted. Sometimes I just like doing that to have interaction for the business, but there's a cost to that, right? There's a cost to sometimes my progress. Um or how mindful I am in that present moment. And uh, I I know that sometimes I'll have that and I'll be like, okay, but on the heavy days. So as I'm getting closer to a meet, there is no Instagram lives happening (laughs) because I know how important it is to be present in what I'm doing and not be distracted. Yeah. Paying attention to like your physical environment during a, during a session and, you know, you have to pay attention to your body position, the yep. load on the bar. You don't want to miss load. You know, if you're too distracted, you might miss load. Yeah. Um, you have to pay attention to your movement patterns, your exertion levels, you know, especially if you're working with RPE. Um, and if you're in a competition, you're paying attention to the judge's commands yeah. too. You know, you can't, you have to have like blinders on, but you have to be aware enough to notice like what's happening right in front of you from yeah. the head judge. Yeah. And, and let's talk about judging and not maybe the judging that we're talking about right now, right now that, that the actual judges, but let's talk a little bit more about observing versus judging. And I think that this is a big one, you know, yeah. because yeah. we judge a lot. Um, and so maybe you could yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I always talk about winning the process rather than getting, trying to get to the destination. Yeah. And how do you look at the process in a non-biased way? You know, you have to observe what's going on around you and that's being mindful. That is not having attachment to the outcome. So observing is, for example, oh, the weight feels heavy. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's the fact. That's what it's feeling like on your back, the weight feels heavy. Judging that is giving meaning to what that means. So giving meaning to why the weight feels heavy, you know, oh, I'm not strong enough. That's a judgment. Yeah. 
You know, that, and, and that's, that's a that's a big problem. And we all do that. Yeah. You know, we all do that like, oh, I'm so weak today. That felt so heavy. You know, or and and that's a big difference between what we're talking about here. Now, why why do you think that that is problematic? Okay. So, because when we're judging any circumstance and this like far exceeds lifting, but when we're judging ourselves in the, you know, in the actual lift and in our performance, like that's negative self-talk. And so that's going to spiral us downward rather than upward. Totally. Yeah. So this is where it really gets sketchy. You know, there, what is the destination? Is it winning a meet? Is it getting a record? That's all extrinsic factors. Yeah. And while those are important and it's probably why we do a lot of it and it's why we, you know, it's a goal that we have for ourselves. If you don't have goals in lifting, you know, or maybe your goal is just to stay fit and, you know, be physically active. Like that's a great goal, but it's good to have know consciously what your goals are. So if your goals are to win competitions, you know, whatever competition that is for you at whatever level that you are at, make sure that you're doing it in a way that is mindful and working towards winning the process over just achieving that outcome and that destination, because that intrinsic motivation is what's going to keep you focused in, in the day to day. Because right. you're not winning a meet every day, right? No. Yeah, and I think that that is a huge, uh, a huge win. And and you said this goes beyond just powerlifting. And as an example, just this morning, I had a text from a member who um, has lost a lot of weight, and um, instead of taking that as a win, she's like, "Oh, there must be something wrong with my scale. I couldn't have lost that much right now." You know, and, and, you know, everything's, you know, that, that way it's, she wasn't valuing that moment. She was already setting herself up for it not being true. And then we had to take a step back and say, Hey, maybe it is just a little bit of a water weight, whatever it is that strength, weight loss, strength gains, that is all not linear. It'll go up and down, up and down, but the end goal is there. And the process at which you're getting there is what's important you've taken out sodas, you've haven't ate fast food in three weeks, you have been very mindful with your eating, and you have been eating only until you feel full. Um, those, that all that process, that is what you need to be winning because that is a huge one. You ate, you drank a soda every day. Like that was your thing and you value, you were like, no, I am not giving up soda. But because I'm doing A, B, and C, you know, and so that process, we had to kind of sit there and talk about that again. Like, hey, you're you're doing the right thing. High five for all of that. And could it be that you lost weight for that? Gas, maybe. Like, you know, let's <laughs> let's enjoy that moment a little bit. And yes, it might go up a tiny bit. It, it possibly could. And that's okay. You know, things just like strength are not going to always be pro- progressing up. Um, right. And I think that that's important to like note, you know. <laughs> right. Especially in powerlifting, you could be building oh. muscle mass and bone density. All Both of those things are heavier than fat. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. And, and people forget about that one. You know, like, oh, yeah. yeah, muscle. But yeah, there's bone density. And along with that, you have to have a little bit more water. I mean, things happen. Your body is growing in many ways other than just muscle. So I think that's very important. Now, now as we're talking about judging versus observing, there's a big underlying thing that 
changes that? And, and what would you say that is? So I would say that's like attaching our identity to yeah. all of this, you know, like, do we have, are we like judging ourselves and attaching our success to the identity of a win or a number or a record? Right. You no. Know? And this is where the mental health could be hindered by participating in this sort of sport. Right. So that's, that's something that we see a lot of, you know, in the community and a lot of people are getting burnt out because there, there's this, this maybe even unconscious attachment to this ego that we have, you know, which is a good thing. And I always say, you know, ego isn't bad. People say ego and they immediately have a negative connotation to it, but we have to have an ego before we can release our ego. Yeah. You know, we have to know that the world, that we are enough in and worth enough to be motivated to give our gifts. And without ego, we don't feel like we are enough. Yeah. So we have to have a little bit. Yeah. That's interesting. And and I think that I've had a lot of that throughout the years uh, with different careers or paths that I took in my life. And as far as fitness, like once I kind of gave up that idea of being a figure competitor who had six pack abs and, you know, would go to the gym on Thanksgiving night to burn off calories. And, you know, this sort of, um, I guess this identity that I sort of pushed myself to, I, when that had to be let go after being pregnant and burnt out, I was burnt out. That's what really got me pregnant because I was burnt out and said, all right, let's have another kid. Um, that was difficult because then I had to take a step back and really think like, why am I doing this? Why am I competing in this sport? If I was so done months before I even competed in my last competition, you know, and and, and this is in figure and in bodybuilding. Um, and I think that that prepared me for taking that role into powerlifting because I realized that I was putting a lot of my identity in that image and that I was more than what that image is and who that person was. So um, do you feel like you see a lot of that happening with powerlifting? Yeah. And I think in the beginning, a lot of people get into powerlifting for just that reason. It's like, it's more of an objective measure and not a subjective measure. You know, there isn't a judge saying you aren't good enough. There's a judge saying you lifted the weight or not. And technically that's like a, an observing versus a judgment. So like the judges in powerlifting are, are observing. Are ju- they're observing. <laughs> they're not judging. You know, they're, they're maybe judging your depth, but that is technically an objective measure, you know, was it low enough or not? Yes. And that's it, which is nice. Like that is such a freeing thing and you don't have to have that pressure of looking good, you know, while yeah. you're doing it. Um, yeah. What would you say are some of the signs that that somebody might be maybe a judger versus an observer? You know, what would you say are some things that if somebody's listening right now and they're sitting at home and saying, I think that I might be kind of that person, what are some feelings or some uh, signs that they might be down that path? That they're stressing out <laughs> before yes. me. 
that they're getting nervous um, before a meet or they're like not even signing up to compete because they don't feel like they're good enough Mm. or they don't feel like they're strong enough yet or whatever. Like I'm not competitive in that weight class or I'm not going (sighs) to sign up for that meet until I'm lighter so I can be more competitive. All of those types of scenarios are a good indicator that you're judging yourself too hard. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about how we can change that. So yeah. what I did, uh, and I think I continually do that because <laughs> I think I, you know, revisit that identity of being a power lifter or a, you know, this, I think the only titles that I've really held on to mm-hmm. is mom, wife, sister, you know, these things, um, that I've let go of these other titles because of how I identified with them. Um, so what are some things that people can do to maybe uh, change that? Yeah. So it might sound simple, but it is a simple perspective shift. And that is saying, write this down because you're going (laughs) to want this to be one of your mantras, you know, Powerlifting is something I do, not who I am. And it's not even what I do. It's just one thing I do. I am going to write that down and post it. (laughs) And and I am going to, that's before we come out with this podcast, that is going to be up because that needs to be drilled in. And why do you say that that is how we should take that shift? Because when we attach ourselves to a role, you know, when we, when we attach ourselves so deeply and it's in like in our bodies that we are power lifters, what happens one day when you don't want to power lift anymore, you have to like deconstruct your entire ego, you know? And the problem is when our ego overpowers our level of contribution to the world, Mm. That's, that's where the problem is. And that's where a lot of what I see in this sport where it's going, it's like, there's like this, I have to be strong enough to compete, but what are you giving back? And what's the point of powerlifting if it isn't to give back and have community? You know, that's the highest level of consciousness, in my opinion, is community and having like that love for everyone and everything and being a part of it all. So you know, I say we could go on a rant here about, yeah. about athletes in the sport that don't volunteer in the sport when it's a hobby, you know, yeah. it's a hobby sport. Every single person out there is a volunteer. Some meet directors pay their referees, but most of them do not. Yeah. And it's not like they're being paid. They're given a stipend for right. travel and food maybe, and that's it. And so, you know, we have to remember that powerlifting, maybe it's part of what, of what makes, you know, us happy and it's exciting and it's our sport, but it's not who we are. Yeah. And I think that's important because I think the biggest thing I, I see in people when that shift happens or when they have to reevaluate that is when they're injured. Right. So then they're not able to squat, bench or deadlift for whatever reason. And then they're like, well, what's the point? You know, like 
there's a lot. You can still do a lot of different training that's beneficial to you. And if you really do enjoy the sport, like you said, you can give back. I mean, I, I, I was so injured for like a year that, you know, I, I, that's when I started getting into judging and, and going in down that route um, because I wasn't able to really deadlift and, and squat the way I wanted to. Um, but for me, it was just another way. I, intrinsically, I think for me, I like doing that. You know, that's just in my nature to want to be like, La! share this with everybody, hence the podcast and, and all these things. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that that is important to not leave that as a title. And it's okay to say that I like to power left and I really love it. And, you know, I really enjoy doing this, but, but once that becomes the only thing, uh, that you really identify with, that's where we see a lot of problems. You see a lot of people just having a lot of conflict in some way or another down the line. It might not be right away, but somewhere that happens. Um, and I love that you say that community is like the highest point for you. And 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 tell me about that a little bit. I'd like to hear a little bit more about why you feel that is. <clears throat> okay. So I think that when you like think about the levels of healing and consciousness and like all the stages involved in that, like and the seasons that make up our life, when it comes back around to what's most important it's community. It's having connection, not only to other people, but connection to ourself and our environment and feeling like you're part of something, even if you're alone. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, I, I I love that when we were talking about this, um, and that you said, remember that you are a soul and not a role says the girl whose Instagram handle is pretty strong life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, and so <laughs> why don't you talk about that a little bit? Why do you say that? Okay. So I've always, that's been my handle for, since I think I've been on Instagram, it yeah. might've been pretty strong V like just like for Vanessa for a while, yeah. but I changed it to make it more community focused. Yeah. Compass <laughs> <laughs> life. Um, But yeah, no, it's something I've grappled with changing. And every time I think that I might, I remember to myself that pretty strong is not attached to my physical strength or my powerlifting life alone. You know, it's pretty strong to be vulnerable, open, honest. It's pretty strong to admit that you aren't always strong or that you aren't always holding it together. And it's pretty strong. Even, you know, I am pretty strong even when I'm not being pretty strong. Yeah. So like it's something I would never, I I'm so attached to, but not in the sense that it's my ego. It's just my philosophy on life. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of handles, mine, you know, my personal one is flying purple people eater. Not, I didn't have any clue that it would be like Instagram would be what Instagram is. Like I was like, Oh, what is this? Instagram. I'll just type in my favorite college song. And that's what it was. (laughs) And now it's stuck with me. And now I'm the only person with it, which is kind of funny because a lot of people like Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings, which is actually my husband's team, no relation to why I I chose the Instagram handle. But now a lot of people want it and I have the original. So I have to feel pretty good. (laughs) It's funny because I know like the modern culture of like, kids today, kids today, basically anyone under the age of 25 are taught to like use their 
actual name as their Instagram handle. And I know when it was my generation and when I was getting Instagram, it was like, don't use your name. You want to be, you want to be a little more uh, incognito on the internet. So I've never changed my name to even my name. the email. Like they, <laughs> they said you should never use your name as emails. I never did. And now it's like completely opposite. They're like, no, just take your first, like my kids' names are always uh, their first and last name. And it was a way I thought that they would be more private if they didn't have it. But no, it's definitely, they don't care now. So <laughs> that's kind of funny. I think it's like the, the philosophy around it now is that like, it's better for like job, you know, yeah. Getting a job, <laughs> getting yeah. hired. People can find you. They want us. They're going to search your Instagram, your right. Facebook, your social media before they call you in for an interview. Right. So right. you better have your name so that you're easily findable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, so let's bring this all together. So what are you going to say? What would you say are some things that we keep in mind, you know, when we're talking about um, staying motivated and What are some things we need to keep in mind with all of this? Yeah. So I want to kind of go back to a little bit around gym time and calling that like our safe space or our salvation or our escape. You know, when people, I, I always say like, don't stop training. Like it's good for you. Just remember to evaluate your motives and know your intrinsic versus extrinsic factors. Yeah. Um, it's okay to have both of them, you know, like you want to have both, but remember that when people say, or when you say things like, Oh, I'm going to the gym because it's my, my me time, or it's my chance to get away and have that stress relief and blow off some steam. And while yes, you can do that. And that's definitely part of lifting weights because it physically does alleviate stress. Um, remember to ask yourself, like, are you escaping from something else in your actual life? What haven't you aligned with? You know, like, why are you running to the gym to get away from something else? Like, is that the gym, the intrinsic factor? Or is it like an extrinsic, like thing band-aid that you're putting on top of something else in your life? Yeah. Um, and why are you aligning just to the role of power lifter or what are you ignoring in your everyday life? Because if you don't take care of the person, the athlete is going to crumble eventually. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you as the athlete isn't always going to be you as the athlete. It's going to be you. It's going to be, and the, and when you have to deconstruct the ego and the the role of the athlete because it's attached to your identity that's when crisis ensues. And there's like this expectation that isn't being met anymore because you're not experiencing the gains that you once were. Yeah. That's, you know, and, and you had pointed this out that, um, which is something that I do and, um, I meditate, right. And not everybody needs to meditate. Um, but actually sitting in quiet, right. And maybe you could talk a little bit about how that could help you and, what are some things to think about when you do sit and sit quietly with yourself and nobody else around, no phones, nothing else. And it's quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is a practice that uh, is so powerful and it's, and it, you know, a lot of people who don't do it or haven't done it or don't want to do it. You know, they tell me like, I just can't sit still. Yeah. Like the, 
And why do you think that is? You know, like there's a reason. So through all of the awkwardness of sitting quietly and being still, let that silence like infuse you with messages of your soul purpose. And I mean soul, like S-O-U-L, soul, like your soul. And then make it your soul purpose, S-O-L-E, soul purpose, to get on your soul purpose. (laughs) Because Stick with us here. (laughs) Yeah. So you want to list out all of your roles in your life. You know, what do they mean to you? roles. Like I'm a power lifter. I'm a mom. I'm a sister. I'm a uh, boss. I'm a, you know, whatever you do in your life. I'm, I'm the nice one. I'm the, the one who does everything, whatever those roles are that you have in your life, write them all down. This is an exercise I give my clients all the time and then write why and what they mean to you. And that will help you connect to who you truly are and not what those roles are. So remember, you're a soul on this journey, not your role. Oh, I love that so much. I love that. And I think that, you know, that'll really help to give you direction and evaluate that. I'm sure there's a lot of growth that comes from that. Have you seen people kind of take a step back and be like, oh my goodness, I never looked at it a certain way? Yeah, no, definitely. And it's not so much like, you know, a lot of people have, this moment where they want to like quit powerlifting because they're just burnt out. Then I've been there. Yeah. I've taken months off at a time um, because I just wasn't, I was soul searching more than anything. But a lot of, <laughs> um, a lot of people do like they get burnt out because they have this, like, this is just something that I have to do. Yeah. And it's not something you have to do. Yeah. You can do anything and you have to like, detach from the things outside that are a distraction from whatever you truly want and need. And most people who are power lifters do want to be healthy and fit. And when they lose motivation, it's usually a sign that it's because they're attached to an outcome. Yep. And so then they go get on a spiral of, Oh, I'm not motivated but really they're just suffering with this lack of this like loss of expectations being met. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, so wonderful. Vanessa, thank you so much. I love that we kind of went down this route because we haven't, we haven't really talked about this and this is why we're going to be doing this more often and really discussing these different areas of mental health and where we can, uh, tap into the emotional side of powerlifting. And that's what I love that we're able to do this on this podcast because I, you know, I do feel that women, we do have that emotional aspect to us that sometimes it's not talked about and, and especially not in the sport of powerlifting. You know, I, I think that that is definitely overlooked, but I find that a, there is an underlying uh, motivation with a lot of women who are coming into the sport um, or trying to just make themselves better, healthier, stronger. And, you know, and sometimes that needs to be maneuvered as to our course and why we are doing this. So I'm glad that we got to talk about this today. And thank you so much for taking this time out. Yeah. Thank you for having me again.